Hey, doing a new thing today. We're going to go through the news. Things are happening. We're going to talk about said things. Uh, and I got my friend John Garrett here with me. Yo. Yo. Yes, very good. So come on in uh, and let's discuss some news. Okay, I'm here with John Garrett, and I figured I've wanted to do like more just kind of like what are the interesting things I saw in the news and some commentary around that. By no means the important things in the news, but the things that I just thought were interesting. So I got my friend John in to join in the fun here. John, you want to do like a rapid fire background on who you are? Sure. Uh, I answered a Craigslist ad that Jason said, would you do the news with me? And I yep. said, sure. Uh, yeah. And before that, I was... Uh, Big four CPA, and then left that to go to industry, and then left that to do stand up comedy full time. Wrote two Emmy nominated award shows, did some cool stuff, and now I uh, develop people centric leaders. That's what I do, and uh, just helping humanize the workplace. And wrote a book called What's Your And. So, yeah. and we'll evidently do just about anything on Craigslist for a cheeseburger. So, pretty much. So, here we are. Much. You said double cheeseburger. Uh, you said double. Uh, so We can talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. First thing I got here, there were a bunch of stories about this. Uh, one of Donald Trump's accountants was testifying this week. Yeah. Bless his heart. Do we, should we feel bad for Donald Trump's accountants? Uh, not, apparently not, because he's been paid uh, a lot of money uh, over the years. Oh, has he? So, okay. uh, yeah, it came up in the article that I read and yeah, I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's a good amount. He's been to Trump's weddings. He's hung out at the family gatherings. He's, uh, yeah, he's not hurting. Did you ever go to any client weddings? Is that something you ever experienced? You know, I never did. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I was at that level to, you know, when I was in public to, yeah. uh, to, you know, when you're a senior associate, Max, you might get invited to lunch. That was the extent of where I was at. How about you? Okay. Were you at that? Uh, no, no weddings. I'd, it is true, though. All of the like the glad handing and that sort of stuff like that's reserved for the accounting firm elite, not for the folks like us that were just in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. But it said here in the article, yeah, attended Trump's wedding. And in some years was paid more than $1 million for his work. That's per wow. year. It said in some years. So, yeah, I think he's doing all right. I mean, it wasn't him getting all that money. I'm sure the firm yeah. takes a percentage, but uh, yeah, not too bad. Okay, so he's asked to testify. Uh, one of these articles from Insider Judge erupts as Trump's lawyers at Trump's lawyers for wasting time with ridiculous repetitive questions aimed at Trump Org's ex-accountant. And so they're questioning this accountant. And at one point, they pull out a list of over 200 companies of Trump's and start asking him the exact same questions over and over right. again for each company <laughs> until eventually the judge cuts him off and says, this is ridiculous. But takeaways, sounds like a win for the billable hour in my book. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's getting like his his 2x or 3x rate being on the stand. Well, I also think that it's great that the attorney was able to show the judge what it's like to be an accountant and do the same thing for 200 different entities over and over and over again. <laughs> and then the judge couldn't hang. Yeah. yeah. 
Apparently so he the does judges that. in finance because uh, he couldn't do the accounting. That's what yeah. happens. There it is. So he does that. And then he starts doing the same thing for each year's financial statements. And they <laughs> shut that down. But then Accounting Today had an article on the same fiasco. And it sounds like this guy was doing compiled financial statements. And that's kind of what he's hiding behind. That ultimately right. it's you know their responsibility to X, Y, Z. Yes. Um, yeah. But they did say in the Accounting Today article that the firm labeled Trump's supporting asset data as prepared by client. So, <laughs> so it was the old like we've all seen suspect PBCs, but it's right? great to know that the PBCs go all the way to the top. Right. And I mean, when I when I heard, you know, this the story, it's I mean, I, I joke about I don't know anything about taxes. I was never in taxes. I got a C plus in the one class I took and was out. I joke that it's, you know, well, what do you want the number to be? And I feel like that's very much what this guy I mean. So, Donald, what do you want the number to be? <laughs> and there we yeah. go. Like and then I feel like this is a I, I think it's semantics of it's it's a big show and all that. But it's just kind of funny because now people are starting to get into the weeds of, well, what does a compilation mean? What does it not? You know, because yeah. everyone thinks that everything an accountant touches yeah, is, correct. you know, yeah, we, we get down into the nitty gritty of every single number in every single report of every single thing. And that's not true. You know, it's uh, you could PBC the whole thing and then just sign off and be like, yeah, whatever. So, like they said, this was the number and there we go. Like, it's fine. The head of the accounting department in my undergrad program, he was previously with Albertsons and he would tell us that his nickname was Mr. Plug because <laughs> he was the guy they would come to at the end of every quarterly reporting period and be like, what's the best thing to do with this eight hundred thousand dollar difference we can't account for and that was like awesome. his specialty i guess that's incredible not the nickname you're going for but you know hey whatever yeah. like it's all good it's yeah. all good uh yeah i think there's a story about bob newhart he used the petty cash uh back uh -huh. in the day when he was did accounting in, in in chicago uh if it was off by less than what he had in his pocket he would just put it in the box and then if there was extra then he would put it in his pocket and he's like we're balanced let's just go home like let's just go like because if i sit here and try to get every nickel like we're wasting time so if yeah. i got the cash in my pocket i'm going to balance it out and if there's extra left over i'm just going to take it and put it in my pocket because i'm sure it's a wash at the end good for uh, him so yeah because it's like i got other things to go do so enough talking awesome. about trump yeah we, we've hit our trump quota for today i think so but i mean maybe it's good uh publicity for the firm i don't know but yeah, what else? What else news we got? Oh, accounting uh, today calls for nominations for the 2023 top 100 people. <laughs> I have I that one too. Have you been? You've been on this list before, right? Uh, I have once. Yes, uh, I was once in the others to watch because they don't, they don't just put you straight yeah. in. Yeah, they yep. always yep. have to. They have to watch you like okay. kind of kind sure. of in a creepy creepy way. So they watch you for a year and then Did you make it the next year? I did. I made it the next oh, year. Oh, baby and, John, uh, I was I was on the ones to watch last year. That oh, sounds like a good omen. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if it's the John Garrett career path that you're going for, then you'll do that and then you'll just be out of accounting Straight uh, off the, cliff the year after, after that. that. <laughs> so it's yeah. actually I wasn't in accounting the whole, any of the times that I was even to watch, which is I don't know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, to Let's not think about that too much, right? You don't have to put turn in transcripts. You don't have to anything. And and the thing to, to remember about this is that it's influences, you know, the you don't have to influence it positively. There are plenty of people 
people on the list yeah. that, you know, not necessarily positive. A lot of political people, a lot of things like that that are on the list. So, I so mean, let's talk about list culture because I'm fascinated by lists. I think it all comes down to like the power that is granted to the list maker. It's like you're oh, yeah. a kingmaker when you are the one to have the list. So I understand why organizations do the lists. But I also know that like the Forbes stuff and all that, like 80 to 100 percent of those are filled by like PR firm relationships. So how much money did you spend to make the list and who was your person? <laughs> so uh, I, I use the same auditor that Trump's organization uses. Yeah. And that okay. was my in. He just told them John is very popular with a lot of people as prepared by client. And then there it is. I told, him that, I told him that's what it is. And there we go. No, I, it, I don't know exactly how I feel like enough conferences, you know, had me speaking at them and enough organizations that brought me in to where they were like, well, you know, this guy's clearly influencing something. So, yeah. And, and I think that people had sent messages to accounting today because I think that that might be a big part of it. And I know that there are people that have a whole campaign yeah. behind it oh, to, yeah. you know, get people to message. And, and it's oh, it's yeah. like a high school uh, popularity-ish kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, it's a lot of people that really care about being on the list and they try the hardest. And that's maybe why I was only on once. But okay, but, but, it was, but it's really cool to be on there. You yeah, know, tell the neat. truth. If I went to LinkedIn but, right now and I looked at your little byline, would it say top no. whatever it doesn't? No, it okay. does not. Right. It does not. But you, you know, we could just stretch it and make it the top five hundred people in account. I mean, like, just why fill is in it, the blanks? Why is it a hundred? I mean, really? Top um, it off with your Randy Campbells of the world, Randy Crabtrees of the world. <laughs> Close one. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it is it is a cool thing, but it's not a life changing thing you know I'd, I'd rather have my two emmy nominations than than that but and that wasn't even winning that was just being nominated but uh but that's just a cool thing but you, you know it, it, it validates you a little bit to also people that put weight into lists you know sort of a thing but you know it, it doesn't change what i did or what i'm doing so just keep doing what you're doing it's good either way nobody was stopping you in the streets or anything like that well, I mean, there was plenty of that and kissing babies and like signatures and all sure. kinds of like, I mean, it was yeah. a lot, but I was used to that. From, you know, it, None of that, none of anything. Actually, even when I, uh, we were at a conference where Dan Hood was at the editor for accounting today and I mentioned it and I think even he was like, oh, really? Like, so. Yeah. If I remember the first time I met you, you were wearing a shirt that had a big like number 86 on it. <laughs> And I was like, what is that, John? And he gave me this big, long thing. Right? I, I call it a jersey, but really it's... Uh... <laughs> it was like a letterman's jacket sort of thing, right? Kind of. like You were like, are you a tight end? And I was like, ah, sort of. But yeah. uh, it was a number 86. It's a, it's a, it would be hilarious if they actually did rank them and, and put them out that way <laughs> they do i think don't they like they, well, they literally do, do like, one to a hundred don't they well it's it's they do um the other top 100 who do they say are influential to them so it's but it's the same people every time yeah i mean i, I feel like there's probably five new people every year, Each year. Uh, and then all the other times and it's people at least that, really that care. many passed away from the previous year's list <laughs> 
<laughs> Some of them even still make it. They still make yeah, it. The and next still, year. they still in memoriam. Yeah. This episode is sponsored in part by the fine folks at Cloud Accountant Staffing. Do you hire accountants? Bless your little heart. Uh, not the best part of the job, in my opinion. Not something I ever enjoyed. Well, listen, you can build your accounting dream team, dream team with talented offshore accountants in the Philippines that work 100% full-time for your firm. Their accountants aren't freelancing or contracting for multiple firms. They're all yours. They work exclusively for you and are incentivized to stay with you and your team long-term. They're not going to get swiped. Cloud Account Staffing is 100% dedicated to the accounting industry and founded by a former accounting firm owner that understands your business, knows your pain points. They had to hire some accountants and they said, you know what, we're going to build our own pipeline in the Philippines, going to pull in some super talented people and then open that up to other firms. Basically, that's the story. Uh, I've been talking about a lot about staffing, building more resilient staffing pipelines for your firms. I, I had staff in the Philippines, at, like totally red pilled me to like oh geez like we need to globalize the way that we get our work done uh check these folks out link in the show description cloudaccountantstaffing.com this episode is sponsored in part by the fine folks at tech guru because you got better stuff to do than worry about your computer problems tech guru is an it firm that just works with accountants accounting firms so they understand you understand the annual cycle, the oftentimes awful software you're forced to use, not always. And they do it via their three S's approach. That's right, there's three of them. I'm now going to give them to you one at a time. One, strategy. Industry-focused tech strategy sessions with accounting technology experts, like people that do this stuff for a whole bunch of accounting firms. Number two, security. Ensure nobody's gonna steal your lucky charms, my copy, not theirs. And three, support so that you got somebody by your side when bleep hits the proverbial fan, am I right? Spend less time stressing about computer stuff, more time uh, stressing about client stuff. That's what you should be doing. Uh, learn more about Tech Guru at the link in the show notes. Okay, <laughs> let's alienate more listeners. Okay, if you had to guess which state has the most tax preparer scams, Ooh. it's like per million, so I guess per capita. What states okay. would you say probably have the most? Uh, I feel like Louisiana is just sketch about wow, all okay. things. I feel like Louisiana would be up there. Oh, because that's just, I've tried flying to Louisiana many times and I used to fly into their old airport. That was, and then finally for the first time flew into their new airport, but it was supposed to be new like seven years ago. Okay. But, uh, somebody's cousin ran the contract who then had another cousin who was the general contractor who then, what do you know, we're over budget times 12 or whatever. Okay. And yeah, it's just a lot of money going under the table on things. So that's why I would just say Louisiana. Plus I know no one from Louisiana listens to you. So I'm trying not to piss off Let's anyone hope else. Not. <laughs> if they did before, they aren't listening now. I would have gone to like Florida oh, okay. uh, because it's Florida, Ohio, because it's virtually impossible to file a tax return there. Oh, number see, I one, wouldn't have even known that. All right. There you go. <laughs> number see. one is Delaware, and it's not even oh, close. Delaware? Yeah. They're like 30% ahead of- uh, Isn't that where the current president's from? No, yeah. I'm nervous. Like, no, it, could be, it could be a DC proximity thing. Oh, maybe. Or all the corporations. Isn't everyone trying to be incorporated in Delaware? Oh, that's no very true. All the Delaware corporations. Or something. I don't that know. could be what it is. 
maybe that's the thing because no one has a Delaware address, but they're Delaware Incorporated. Maybe that's, that's what, it what is. The, the scam is. Yeah. Is that. And if I knew it, then clearly it's not that good of a scam. So, <laughs> Way to get through that without putting anybody off. It's just the corporate setup thing. It's not anything about Delawareans. Oh, no, 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 no. Go Blue Hens. That's, I think that's their thing. The University mm-hmm. of Delaware. Okay. Uh, the the fighting blue hen. I don't, they're probably not even fighting. They're the egg laying blue hens. Egg laying blue hens. That should be their mascot. <laughs> it's, yeah, Delaware. That's interesting. Who was number two? Was there a... Uh, Nevada. Oh, okay. That makes, makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That checks. All right. Interesting. Very good. What else you got? You got any others? Yeah. Uh, what was this? I guess the accounting profession is losing experienced accountants too, um, was, was the headline on going concern. And I was like, well, I'm not shocked. I guess it's based on a wall street journal story of a guy who after six years in accounting was like, I'm out. And I was like, well, that that's pretty normal. I mean, it's like, you know, six years, you're a manager and, uh, yeah, you go to industry and then ride it out like you know greener pastures but he went not just to industry he was out out he went to like sales of at jp morgan for uh treasury sales which is like ooh, uh that's yeah so i'll be honest i saw this story and i was i thought we all already knew this but right? interesting <laughs> are you telling me that the data point was this one guy that left after well, six years well they- well, it's the Wall Street Journal, so you know how much effort they go into things. But, okay. uh, but yeah, but it was they just followed, I guess, this one person's story, and uh, yeah, I mean, but it's I don't know. We're gonna now we're gonna alienate everyone else who wasn't alienated earlier. But, <laughs> but it's just it's it, they're not they're not helping themselves as a profession. Uh, I don't know if it's goes straight to the mothership or what. But it's just, I mean, I remember early on in my career hearing someone talk about accounting is a, it's not a career, it's a profession. And it was like this hoity-toityness to yeah. it all. And I'm like, slow down. Like, just calm <laughs> Like, you know, we're not saving lives. Debits on the left, credits on the right. If it doesn't balance, flip it, and then maybe it'll balance now. I think I think this this perception of we're better than or smarter than, and then it's just not true. And uh, so stop. You know, and just just be be a human, just be a real person that has other dimensions to who they are besides the profession, you know, type of thing. Uh, it is kind of all founded in gatekeeping. Yeah. All we all we do is bless things like that is that's ultimately our function. And then we get called into a courtroom uh, for Trump and then it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't actually look at the numbers. So yeah. then all of a sudden, like, they see right through the. The smoke. It's like, well, that's not even what we do, you know. <laughs> like it's, but but it is a shame because I mean, accounting's the base for all business. So no matter what you want to do, uh, marketing, you still have to know accounting. You know, computers still have to know account. Like all the leadership, you still have to know accounting. Like at the end of the day, are the basics. Uh, so it it should be a really cool thing that everyone should know and get. But it's just not. Yeah, people don't talk about like accounting through the lens of entrepreneurship that much. Like my experience in accounting, I feel like gives me like such a greater level of confidence in like all things entrepreneurship as opposed to just the people that go out and get all this stuff wrong and stumble through it for decades and get in trouble on tax stuff. And but I don't know. Yeah, when I, I guess when I was going through school, accounting was more framed through the lens of like regional and big four and what. Oh, yeah. What yeah. about accounting is valuable to those machines? Right. Yeah. No, very much. I mean, I went to a huge accounting program that, you know, top five every year. So it's like, well, 
Yeah, I mean, you just big four. I mean, that's or at the time it was uh, six. Yeah. And that's just who you talk to, you know, and then, you know, maybe if you didn't get into one of those, you slummed it down at number eight or number 10. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> right, still yeah. massive regionals and, uh, you know, massive firms. And so, it, yeah, it, but it, it was all very much, you know, geared towards go to public. And then but it's it's interesting to me because all my best friends from my days in the big four are not even in accounting now. So like, Interesting. You, it's, it's so hard to get into those jobs. And then those are for the people that hate accounting the most, <laughs> like the people that love accounting, get in the weeds and the bookkeeping and the, you know, the CFO outsource work and, you know, the smaller firms where they're, they're doing actual accounting <laughs> like yeah and, you know i was big four i never did journal entries no. are you joking like that's yeah that's i don't do that um where did you go you went to pwc out of school was it i did yeah pwc in the st louis office yeah so did they have like a cool do a two-week training program in disney world sort of thing or something like that when you started well we were down in tampa and it was at a, a saddlebrook resort i believe is what it was called and it was like this guy. golf resort and then alligators and all this stuff. And uh, yeah, and my roommate, good buddy of mine still, Kyle Daniels, he left to go be a lifeguard. He was in L.A. He was in the junior lifeguard program. He became a lifeguard, uh, like through the fire department. Like he's like beach lifeguard and uh, super cool guy, really great. And then there's me. Uh, and then there's Jeff Rundell. Then there's, I mean, I got so many where it's like, uh, not even in accounting anymore. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just weird like that. Um, and I loved my time there and, and the people that I met there, but yeah, but, but it was, it was that there was, we, we did a lot of trainings. There was one in Pasadena. There was, you know, uh, one in Dallas that I remember. Um, so yeah, but they, they gather everybody together, uh, for sure. But, uh, but it wasn't, we weren't too over the top wind and dined. Uh, I would say, but it's probably more than the regular. There was a, I was just like, I feel like all things when you're in school at any age, there was like a six week period where we found out that I don't even remember who it was. One of the firms did like a 10 day training thing for all new hires in Disney world. And mm -hmm. like all of my friends, like a third of the accounting program was like, we are all now hell bent on going to work for this firm. <laughs> For, just because just for of Disney. that reason. <laughs> just for like, that. Like, can you yeah. imagine this being your entry into professional life? Like, that was just so mind-blowing. And yeah. those people, I'm sure, went on to count potatoes for the next two years in a warehouse somewhere. But <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, because we went to, there was like a, an amusement park down there. I don't know, Bush Gardens or something like that. Yeah. And they had one roller coaster that was like, because it, it was at night and it was like a, we could just ride it. And I remember just I never got off. Like I rode that roller coaster probably 12 times in a row and because there, a lot of people didn't want to do it. And I was like, well, dude, I'm doing it because why not? You know, and, and I think that's that's when I started to be like, I'm not like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> these things is not the same. Like, and, and it was uh, is that and then, uh, yeah, and then. Oh man, this other guy Reed, Reed Avet. Yeah, man, he's so funny, and uh, he made up like these gang signs for like the PwC. Like if you did did it with your hands, like the gang sign, and and we we used to challenge each other to who could ask the most ridiculous question but not get fired. And I think he won. Uh, he won for sure. Like what kind uh, of questions? Well, so it was right when PW had merged with Coopers and Libran. Mm. And that summer, we were hired PW, but then they merged. We didn't know any different. We also didn't care. 
but they brought in all these national people to talk with us mm. about how PW and Coopers are the same and they're in whatever. And so they do this whole presentation of this whole thing. And then Reed raises his hand. He's like, so are you telling me that these kids from Coopers are equals? Like, <laughs> and jaws on the floor. I was like falling. I was like, that was amazing. Like it was, they went on this whole thing of like, yes, we're very much equal. It wasn't a takeover. Like it was awesome. Like not, they completely missed that. We do not care like this isn't even apply to us like what is going on uh but they just had a box they had to check i'm sure and then yeah, yeah. i feel like what was my best i'll never forget that that, that i was like man you win you win hey this episode is sponsored in part by canopy the practice management system canopy unlocks the firm that you always wanted think about it think about it close your eyes Lean back in that chair. What is the firm that you always wanted? Oh, wait. Canopy unlocks it. And they do this by unclunking accounting firms with an end-to-end -end solution that makes your tech stack feel a little less stacky. Putting our customers first with world-class user experience, support, education, and innovation rooted in customer feedback, working and working well anywhere and for any size or type of firm, wherever you are now and wherever you're going. Multiplying your efforts so your practice requires less proverbial midnight oil. You know, I, sidebar, if you go to the conferences, Canopy's got like, they always do some like really good little like sort of, you know, the stuff that they use to like trick you into coming to the booth. Well, this year they've had like Legos out there, maybe. Maybe you double down on the midnight oil thing, you know? Maybe like uh, give away a little, little, uh, you know, little actual midnight oil. I guess it would need to burn too, but that one's free. I think it's a good idea. Delighting your clients with a modern, easy to use portal that helps you get the info you need when you need it. That is Canopy. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more. Gang, this episode sponsored in part by TeamUp, who helps you recruit top Filipino accountants without any zero ongoing monthly fees. They can source accountants with experience working at US or Australian firms. People who are familiar with stuff like Zero, QBO, Dex, they can find them for you. They can also recruit specialist roles like a team lead, people with leadership experience, even US tax specialists. Wow, we, the most talented and ambitious accountants in the Philippines, want to work with you directly, not through an outsourcing company for two main reasons. One, they don't want to give a big chunk of their salary to a middleman, oftentimes upwards of 50%, and they want to build a long-lasting relationship with their employer. Oh. These are the people TeamUp can recruit for you for a flat one-time fee and then connect you with an affordable employer of record as well if you need help with payroll and compliance. Learn more at their site, hireteamup.com and get on their newsletter for quick tips on managing overseas teams. Stuff like cultural miscommunications, best practices, everything you need to know to get started hiring offshore. You already know I'm down with offshore hiring. Learn more at hireteamup.com. Oh, I asked, they were talking about how like through your career, you have the career coach and HR and all this. And so they were like, so does anybody have any questions? And they had mentioned counseling out, which is mm. pretty much like, look, it's not a fit. We're going to help you find somewhere yeah. um, outside. And so I just, <laughs> this is like our third day. <laughs> I was like, 
So uh, how do we know when we're being counseled out? Like, do they tell us or like, like, how do we know? Like, and, like, I, went, and I, I like, I needed the details. I need to know how I know this is happening. Like, yeah, as if it was already started for me. Like, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty solid. But Reed's was so much better because it was like national partners that they flew in specifically for this. And uh, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, did you have any cool experiences? No, from I your- can't. I cannot even get my head around big firm universe. Like, I did an internship with a small firm. At the same time, my buddies were doing internships at big firms, and I, I like, I was like, this just sounds like the least interesting thing. Like, I can't. I don't like the corporate machine, like, and not feeling like I can change things and I have influence and all that. And that just oh. sounded so soul sucking to me. Yeah. Uh, and even now, like talking with. You know, I talk to software companies a lot and they start selling up market and I'm like, yeah, kill me. I can't help you. Like these year and a half long sales cycles and they're like, yeah, no, this thing is better in every single way, but we have a partnership with this other company. So sorry. Like I just, I couldn't handle that environment. Or we have a thing that, that was free, but it's still on the shelf. And we haven't opened it. And yeah, yours is turnkey, but that's going to cost us a dollar. Yeah. And we'd rather have the free thing on the shelf and not use it yeah. and spend a dollar to get the thing that's actually going to be effective in his turnkey. Oh, uh, gosh. Yeah. No. Well, my buddy Jeff Rendello, I talked, he, he and I started a, a an Onion style newsletter uh-huh. internally with our start class. And we, we did it monthly and we sent it. We called it the General Ledger because we were super not creative on that oh, yeah. part. But the articles were just brilliant. I mean, to be honest, they were absolutely hilarious. And it'd be like four or five articles a, a month, kind of like the Onion or Babylon Bee-ish style. And but about the firm, about our start class. Uh, I remember PwC at the time. Their their slogan was "Together we can change the world." And we had this whole thing of where that actually, upon looking at it, there's still famine and war. And like, <laughs> so maybe we're going to change it to "Together we can make a little bit of a difference." Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and, and then we Does this still exist on, anywhere? Like, is this uh, in like an old I MailChimp have, account somewhere that you can get into? I, well, we didn't even MailChimp it. We sent it on PWC.com email. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, oh and boy. And then people would print it. And this is when email was kind of Naturally. New. People would print it and then it would get stuck in the middle of someone's massive print jobs. <laughs> so then somebody yeah. just goes and grabs the stack, yeah. you know, and they're going through. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait, what is this? And so then wildfire, everyone knew about the general ledger. And then if we didn't have it out in that first week, people that I didn't even know knew about it were like, hey, where's the general ledger this month? And I'm like, how do you know about this? That's the best of big company culture, like the gorilla leave it in the bathroom sort of thing. Like, I never got that. But it was good. I mean, because we mocked all of it, uh, like to their faces, using their own email and it was great. Like people loved it. Like people remembered me. I mean, I had the guy that remembered me 12 years later when I was speaking at a conference. He's like, oh, I know John Garrett. That's the guy who did comedy at night. And he was in tax and I never met him. I never went to the tax floor, anything. And uh, and so, yeah, so it was, uh, that's the thing is when you're at the bigger organizations, I feel like there's more to, to mock, I guess. Although yeah. maybe at the small ones, now that I think about it, everyone's doing it. So like it's, you know, kind of like the office <laughs> where it's like, it's, we're all yeah. in on it. Like, <laughs> it's very firm. De- it's very firm dependent. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But anyway, so I, I saw that story and it's, uh, I don't know, whatever. I guess people are, people are leaving because they don't have people like you, Jason, as role models. And that's, that's. Uh, I don't, I mean, I got out too. So I don't know that I'm the best role model. <laughs> Okay, I got I got one more here that was a yeah. winner. 
because we are supposed to be talking about the news. Title of the article, Taxpayer Interest Overstated in Free Tax Filing Products. So the IRS supposedly has been working on like a free, their own free tax filing platform, right? Right. Which no doubt will absolutely slap. I'm sure it will be great. <laughs> and the point of this article was that in the survey where they determined how interested people were, they used a four option scale instead of the five option scale. And the four option scale is yeah. not as good, I guess, because it's they call it forced choice. A forced well, you can't choice pick down the middle. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but this quote just tickled me to no end. Um, they said, <laughs> the, the survey prompt may have led taxpayers to believe that the tool would have more options than it would immediately have available, such as the ability to file state tax returns. What? <laughs> What ultimately is the value of a tax filing product right. if it doesn't file your tax return? Right. It's a. I, I thought they were just going to use like a different question, kind of like Tosh.0, where it's like, do you like chocolate cake? And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. look how popular this answer yeah. is. And then they pull out the, the, and then behind the fake question was the real question of, do you love I mean, the it's, IRS? Software? It's almost that. Yeah. Because who right. would actually be excited about, do you want to use this thing and then go figure out your own way to do your state tax return? Everybody right. would say no. No, everyone would say no. Absolutely. That's that's crazy. It sounds like they're half done with it. And they were like, hey, why don't we roll this thing out? <laughs> it's, it's like, no. Now you prototype. I'm like, test it. Like, what that are you is, doing? Yeah, that is like really one of the complications of the IRS rolling something like that is like, sure, that'll work for federal. But ultimately, are you really going to have the IRS build like a tax system for all 50 states? Uh, right. Like that seems complex. And maybe maybe that's on the states. I mean, that's how the United States was originally founded. Like, well, that's on the state. Of course, when it was originally founded, there weren't taxes. And for the next 140 years, also no taxes. But that's a whole different story. Um, yeah. but, that but, was a pretty you know, bad analogy. Uh, but it is on the states to uh, to figure that out. And then uh, then we all have tea parties. And then it's all good. Like it's <laughs> so, the, so the solution is for the IRS to ship their free one and then all 50 states to also ship their free ones? Well, no, all 50 states won't be able to figure that out. I don't know. I, I remember a while ago, was it Steve Forbes who ran for president? His whole thing was file your taxes on a postcard. And oh, man, yeah. that would be amazing. And then, but I think there's too many people that would lose jobs. So, <laughs> oh, that was that was a thing during the Trump oh, yeah. administration. They they literally chopped the first form in half, and there's like a picture of them signing, holding this half size thing, and it created <laughs> five supplementary schedules that were full letter pages instead That's of awesome. it just being on the two page thing. Like it is, I don't know. Accountants <laughs> accountants are really bad at self promotion, uh, yes. and there's probably a point where it goes too far. But yeah, that yeah. was just like absolutely brutal. That's amazing. Yeah, I uh yeah, but it, the fact that they overstated the yeah, I would imagine just a lot of people are down the middle on anything the IRS is going to ask you. Just 3, 3 out of 5. Like how excited are you? 3. Like I I don't even I don't even want to read the question. I don't even want to finish the question. I'm indifferent. I just don't care. But I'm nervous mostly about this software is if you have a question, who do you call? <laughs> like how long do you have to wait on hold? Are you in the same queue with all the IRS tax preparers that are also in a different queue that are waiting to get answers to questions? Like, no, whatever. I'm sure they've got all that figured out. Uh, <laughs> imagine, I, I'm curious what people get sucked into these surveys. Like, imagine sitting at a Five Guys and somebody says, great news, the IRS is thinking about 
rolling their own tax software and you put down your burger and you scooch aside the paper bag of fries and you say, pull up a chair and tell me more. Let's let's talk about this. You know, it is. It's the same people that get uh, get sucked into uh, do it, sitting in the audience of a game show. Uh, that's who it is. It's those people. Whoa, whoa, that whoa, are... whoa, 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 whoa. What's wrong with that, John? <laughs> oh, man. Have you ever done that? No. Have you ever done that? No, oh, but I'm an American. Well, that's always been a dream of mine. Well, you're going to be there for about uh, six hours and you're going to watch three episodes taped and... Uh, a lot of downtime. A lot of downtime in between. So, what show did he go to? It was uh what was the one? It was uh what Hollywood Squares? Uh Hollywood Squares. Okay. Yeah. The only cool thing about that was it was nine new quote unquote celebrities uh each time. Cause some of oh, them okay. were people where you're like, ah, That's real no, fringe. I'm not sure who, uh, but then yeah. there's also like we're real celebrities that came out and whatever, but, oh wow, but there a lot of downtime, man, a lot of down and you can't leave. You're locked in. You can't go. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they, they need you to, your hands are going to hurt because you, you're clapping way more than a human should clap in their <laughs> lifetime. And this is in like a six hour window. Your hands are going to hurt. Uh, you're going to be cheering for stuff that you never thought you'd ever cheer for. And, uh, you, you're watching strangers dance on the stage to try and win a jeans jacket or something. I don't know what, but something that you could buy for $40. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's, are there like just concessions or bathroom breaks or, uh, yeah, there's bathroom breaks. I feel like no on the concessions, but maybe after it's so long, maybe there is. But man, it is, it's a lot. And I have buddies of mine who are the, the warm up people for the show. So that's, oh, really? they're, they're the hype man. So they have they gotta to keep jump the audience and, oh. as hyped uh, as they were in the beginning. Because in the beginning, everyone's excited. And then, yeah. you know, but after, after, you know, you're halfway through the third episode, you're like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm just done. And. We're out. That may be what accounting conferences are missing. Because you get past lunchtime, especially if they're feeding you lunch. <laughs> and it's, like, it's, like, it's like you're just yeah. like ladling something out of a big tray that's been there for hours. <laughs> ladling. <laughs> as a verb. I love it. That's so good, man. I, I've never heard that as a verb. I like it. Like, And I'm not even sure if you put the G on there. You kind of southerned it up. Ladling? You were know, ladling it. Or ladling it. Um, I feel like that's a that's a, a yodeling 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 okay John I think we need to wrap this up <laughs> but you're right they do need a hype man or an MC or just somebody that knows what they're doing uh, just to kind of run the show and it's not usually the CEO of the company um, but yeah. that being said there's that so Uncle John yeah, started so on conferences go. that's the news man I mean as far as I'm concerned that's all that mattered this week. So. Everything you needed to hear this week. Um, I recently was on John's podcast. What's your and? It was a lot of fun. Well, thanks, check that man. out if it you was. haven't yet. We'll put a link yeah, to that. In the and show I didn't notes. even have to pay you to say that. So that was that was kind of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, blast. we're st- like we're still between the single and the double on the cheeseburger, but uh, <laughs> I get the feeling I'm getting no bacon on this thing too. Not a chance. Not, <laughs> not a chance. A chance. <laughs> okay. Thank you for coming and joining today, John. Absolutely. Thanks, Jason, for inviting me. I appreciate it, man. 